Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Bob Rathbun here in Atlanta. My guest this week is Armando Baycott. The big man for the North Carolina Tar Heels is a Jersey Mike's Naismith Men's Player of the Year watch list designate. And we'll talk about his amazing career in Chapel Hill. He's really seen it all, beating Duke in a Final Four to go into the national championship game, falling to Kansas, then not making the NCAA tournament. Well, the Tar Heels are back. They've won six in a row, and North Carolina is up to number four in the country, and they get ready to take on Louisville Wednesday. We'll talk with Armando about all of that and more coming up in just a moment. Our Jersey Mike's news and notes for the week would begin on the women's side. And did you notice the great performance by Juju Watkins of Southern California, 32, as USC knocked off UCLA last weekend, leaving South Carolina as the only unbeaten team left. The Gamecocks, a unanimous and dominant number one, followed by number two, Iowa, and number three, Colorado. Friday night, Stanford plays host to Oregon. If Stanford wins, that will give Tara Vanderveer 1,201 victories tying her with Coach K for the most all-time for men or women's coaches. Friday night in the Pac-12, UCLA at Colorado, top five matchup. USC at Utah, top 20 matchup there. And a big one Sunday in the ACC. Speaking of North Carolina, they will play host to Louisville. On the men's side, Connecticut now number one. First time in the regular year. They've been number one in 15 years. Gonzaga out for the first time since 2015-16. Eight of the top 25 men's teams are in the Big 12. What a meat grinder that is every night. A couple of coaches' notes that we want to pass along. Congratulations to Iowa's Fran McCaffrey. He became the winningest coach in Iowa's program history, passing Dr. Tom Davis with a Monday win over Minnesota. And our best goes out to our buddy Jeff Jones at Old Dominion. He's not going to coach the rest of the season, recovering from the heart attack he suffered at the Diamond Head Classic in Hawaii over the holidays. He's also been fighting prostate cancer. Jeff, we're thinking about you, buddy, and wishing nothing but the best. I know it's been a tough go, but we wish you nothing but the finest for a full and speedy recovery. Key games, we'll look at the SEC this weekend, and two of intrigue, Georgia really having a great year. Big comeback win over South Carolina. They play at Kentucky, and Ole Miss will be at Auburn. Two to watch this weekend in the SEC. My conversation with Armando Baycott after this from Jersey Mike's. Once you get the meat and cheese for your sub freshly sliced right in front of you at Jersey Mike's, I'll tell you, There's no going back to anything else. That'd be like going back to dial-up internet. Am I connecting to space to order Jersey mics? Any day now. Okay, it's about to connect. What? Who picked up the phone? Nope. There's no going back once you see it freshly sliced at Jersey mics. A sub above. We are absolutely excited and thrilled to have Armando Baycott of the North Carolina Tar Heels join us. On the Naismith Podcast this week, the Tar Heels are on fire. They've won six in a row going into Louisville on Wednesday and then a trip up to B.C. this weekend. Mr. Baycott, thank you for joining us, and uh, congratulations on not only this season but your wonderful career. Thank you. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. Tell us about your Tar Heel team. Man, you guys have flat out turned it on. Yeah, I mean, we've been rolling. I think we've done a great job this year just as a collective, just really following the game plan and doing everything that the coach has been asking us and not doing anything less than anything more. Those early setbacks seemed to help. Uh, Obviously, they were quality opponents. 
and you, but you learned from every game. Uh, what was it like going through that little struggle there early and, and what it's turned into now? Yeah, I think definitely losing to Kentucky and UConn taught us a lot about what we needed to do to be a premier team. And I think after those games, it really kind of set how we wanted to play as a team and what three things we needed to do in order to be that winning championship team possibly. Armando, for Tar Heel fans everywhere, they know the magical names and the program's history. And you, of course, have eclipsed everybody when it comes to rebounding. Uh, over 1,500, the first Carolina player to do that. Um, I know you're still in the middle of uh, what will be your final season in Chapel Hill, but as you look at the career in total and what it has meant to you, what does it feel like to be up there with the greatest names in Tar Heel history? I mean, it's a surreal feeling, and I mean, something I definitely would have never expected. We got such a rich history and tradition here in North Carolina and just to be even in a conversation with these guys is just an amazing feeling. And now you got your sights set on some of the all-time ACC greats when it comes to rebounding. Next in line is Ralph Sampson, your number four currently as we as we speak. Big Ralph and then Ronnie Shavlik, who was one of NC State's all-time greats in the early days. And then, of course, from Wake Forest, Tim Duncan sits as the all-time leader. That's some pretty hot cotton, young man. Yeah, I mean, I guess that really speaks to the greatness of them, though, because I guess it took me five years to catch them, and they only did it in four. Well, listen, you're up there, and that's what matters. What <laughs> what has been the coolest thing about playing for the Tar Heels? I would say just the fans, really, just getting so much love from such a large group of people is amazing, and I think the way they treat us here in North Carolina and really everywhere, because I think the North Carolina brand is kind of a nationwide thing. It's been great, and I think for us, a lot of the guys, the newer guys on the team, are starting to kind of realize how good the fans treat you when you start winning. So that's just been fun. There is an electricity in the Smith Center when the heels are winning and rolling. And, of course, you've experienced that. Uh, you've experienced the ups and downs of, of what it's like uh, to be winning at home. And this year, it does seem to have a, that, that magic about it. Would you agree? Can you feel that? I would agree, but it's definitely still a long season is still a lot more to go so we got to keep our foot on the gas but so far it's been great Armando let me ask you because you were you know like all the COVID guys and a, a chance to extend your careers um, and of course professional basketball in in some way is in your future uh, t- tell us about your college career and not only what it's meant to you uh, in terms of being able to play this long but also what you think the future might hold Yeah, I mean, it's been great. I think just how last year ended, just getting another opportunity to come back and finish my career off at UNC, how I wanted it is great. And, I mean, I think just with Coach Davis and everything he's been trying to get me to do, I think he's doing a great job of just preparing me for the next level. Tell us about your relationship with Coach Davis. He first recruited me all the way back in ninth grade, and I can remember when Coach Williams was retiring, him telling me that Coach Davis would be the – Next coach, and I mean, it was a no-brainer for me to just stay at this school, and I love Coach Davis and everything he has going. What's his strong suit as a coach and a leader? I would say to inspire. I think just through his speeches and things like that, it's almost as if he's somewhat of a pastor, just how he gets his message through, and I think it inspires all of us. Of course, nobody wore that Carolina uniform as well as he did. Um, does he ever talk about his playing days? Not really. Like, he'll sprinkle it in there sometimes with – a lot of the times it'll be like somebody takes a crazy shot and they'll be like, 
I'm one of the greatest three-point shooters in the NBA history, and I would not have even taken that shot. So that's some of the type of jabs he'll throw in there. <laughs> He's always there to remind you, right? Let's talk a little bit, Armando, about uh, the ACC. And, and you have seen an incredible change in the conference just in the time that you've been in Chapel Hill. The ACC in the national conversation uh, doesn't seem to be held in as high regard as in years past. And this is coming from someone, Armando, who called ACC basketball games for 35 years. So it, it holds a special place in my heart. But for you guys that have been around a while and you've been through the battles with Duke and State, et cetera, um, how do you feel about the way the conference is portrayed? I definitely think a lot of people have been leaning towards the Big Ten, uh, Big 12, and not Big 12, sorry. Um, no, like it's the Big SEC. 12, for sure. Yeah. yeah, Big 12, SEC. Those three conferences have been looked at somewhat as the premier basketball conferences. But I feel like the ACC, specifically in the tournament, too, I mean, you look back two years ago, we had two teams in the Final Four. Even last year, we had a team in the Final Four. So I think we do a good job in the tournament. I think that sometimes get overlooked because early on in the season, our non-conference isn't as strong in a sense of how we do. But I think overall, like the ultimate goal is to win in the tournament. I think the ACC does the best job of any conference of doing that. And, you know, it's interesting, too, in North Carolina, the state of North Carolina, uh, the ACC still holds a very special place. I mean, it is it is still covered uh, as intensely uh, by newspapers, by radio, by TV, by social media, by every every media that's out there as intensely, uh, Armando, as it ever has been. So you know, when you look at it outside, you can't really fathom that uh, the brand might not be what it used to be, but. Well, that's not the case in North Carolina. You guys still generate, uh, particularly in the triangle, in the big four, you guys still are the number one story every day. And that's got to be fun. Oh, it's a lot of fun. It's great. There's a lot of negatives that come with that, too, because, you know, when you're not doing as good, it's not always as fun. You mean they're hard to please? They get spoiled? You're kidding. <laughs> well, Armando, thank you so much for taking time. This has been wonderful to catch up. Um, you're on every watch list in America and certainly on ours for our Jersey Mike's National Player of the Year for the men. And and uh, we wish you nothing but the best. We're excited. I know Tar Heel fans are excited for you. And it seems like the best is yet to come. So good luck. Sir, appreciate you for having me. Hey, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks so much for joining us. We are here 52 weeks out of the year with the greatest in college basketball for the men and the women, the coaches that make it all happen. It's just a wonderful time of year. We are knee-deep into conference play and watching our watch list candidates perform. It's been great. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you here next week. For all of us at the Naismith Award, Bob Rathbun saying so long.